Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm Kirk Packer, and I'm here with my co-host, George Thompson. And if you haven't figured it out, when we talk about looking for life, we're talking about the life that we've found in Jesus. And so we want to talk about that today, and I'm going to let George kick that off today. So what's uh, what's the Lord putting on your heart today, George? Today, I just want to talk about the character of Jesus. And, um, you know, when you think about Jesus um, and the character that he is, what he portrayed in the Gospels and and throughout his uh, life as he walked on this earth, he, he was all about relationship. He was all about love. Um, he was all about protecting his people. He was all all about showing compassion, um, and everything he did was all about relationship. And so I just think it's good to just stop and think about that. Um, So much of the time, I think God gets a bad rap where he's this judgment, you know, that's hanging over us instead of this loving God that's trying to free us from our sin. And so Today, I just wanted to talk about the characteristics of of Jesus and just how he not only walked with his disciples and he loved his disciples and he loved the people that was around him, but he also spoke the truth in love. Um, He he called out the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, but, but he always did it in truth just to try. He always had a purpose in breaking people from their sin and and trying to get him to walk in freedom and the love of the Father. Yeah, and his relationship with the Father is what directed his relationship with everyone else. And as you were talking, I was thinking about um, more than once, Scripture speaks about how God will exalt the humble but he will humble those who exalt themselves. And that's exactly what we see with Jesus. We see him humbling the religious leaders that attempted to exalt themselves. And for the down and outs who were searching, he would lift them up. Now, he would share with them uh, what was holding them down. He would be truthful with them about their sin But his relationship with the Father is what directed everything else, and it's our relationship with Jesus that the Lord wants to make front and center, and he wants that to direct how we we relate to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so important on just... Um, being a humble person to, to towards a the people that are around you, um, not trying to be prideful, not trying to be arrogant, but just be a humble person in the sense of loving people for where they're at, not not trying to point out every wrong detail in, in them, but just try to love them from where they're at 
And then let's build that from there. And, and that's what Jesus did so much of the time. I mean, you know, Peter always comes to mind when you start talking about Jesus and the relationship with Peter. But Jesus loved Peter, but, but he corrected him as they walked through life together. He just didn't beat him over the head. When things came about, he corrected him. And, and it, it's, just, it's just a neat thing because when you truly look at the heart of Jesus, it's not in anger he's trying to change Peter. It's in love because there's freedom in the truth. I find that people often go to one extreme or the other, and when it comes to relation, relationships being relational, people will either go to the extreme of, I want to gr- agree with those I encounter, and so I look for ways to agree with them, or you find those people that they love to disagree. I mean, they just, they specifically look for ways to disagree. And what you see in Jesus is you see somebody who wasn't afraid to do either. He wasn't afraid to uh, reach out and to build a bridge with people. But at the same time, um, he he also wasn't the person who was afraid to, to tell someone where they were wrong. And oftentimes we go to one side or the other, depending on the woundings that we carry, depending on our personality. But one of the things that Jesus does is he demonstrates what it is to to be both, depending on what the Father's wanting to do. Yeah, and it's so true because, um, you know, when you think about, um, as we were talking earlier, the, the Samaritan woman who came to the well, Jesus was basically resting at this well, and here comes this woman, and um, she's a she's a prostitute basically. But Jesus didn't ever call that out on her. He, he just loved on her, asked her, you know, he um, a, a, as he got her attention. He was a Jew, she was a Samaritan, and he asked her for water, and that's how he started the conversation. And he he just put her at ease from the word go. He just he just was so miraculous like that, and and they that's what started the conversation, which led led it into the the deep waters that it went, and he was exposing who he was, and by just that little act that Jesus did, many come to know Jesus through one woman that he witnessed to. We oftentimes like to identify ourselves with things other than just the Lord. And even if you're someone who follows the Lord, we like to identify ourselves with, well, this is the church I'm a part of, or this is the denomination I'm a part of, or this is what I do within the church. But what the, the scenario that you're sharing there, Jesus, I mean, he's the Messiah, and he's a Jew. He's talking to a Samaritan, which is seen as lower than. He's talking to a woman who is seen as lower than a man at that time. And he's also speaking to someone who does not hold any clout in the community because she has been married numerous times, and now she's shacked up with somebody that she's not married to. And so what Jesus does there is, I mean, she expected him to shun her. That's what she expected. And when we start 
grabbing on to identities other than God himself, that's where we can find ourselves, and that's where we really miss out on some of the things that God wants to do when we start grabbing on to those identities because we distance ourselves from certain people because we start to think that either we're better than them or they're not worth the effort, and that was not Jesus. Yeah, and and there's so, you know, so much through his ministry, he saw the need and he went for it. I mean, whether he was feeding 5,000, whether it was a sick boy on the hill, I mean, it, it didn't matter. Uh, if somebody came to him, he, he addressed the issue. And so much in, in, in our world, if you will, we'll turn, we'll turn from the issue of what's really going on instead of addressing the issue like Jesus does. And, and I just, again, I just love that heart about Jesus because so much of the time, he wasn't doing it to get fame. He was just doing it to help the people over and over. I mean, and many times he said, do not, do not go tell that you've been healed. Do not, you know, he didn't want the fame because there, he had more people than he could deal with anyway. Yeah. When you think about what I said earlier about, you know, you've got the disagreeable person and the person who just wants to agree with everything, and you take that scenario again of this woman. Jesus could have taken the path of not pointing out the problems she has and just trying to, you know, find a, a, a common ground with her, just trying to relate in that way. And if he had taken that approach, she might have felt loved, but nothing would have been gained. The other approach is he could have really talked down to her when he pointed the issues out and used it as a way to really beat her down. And then at that point, there's no, um, there's no relationship that's happening to where she's really going to listen to him. And so, again, it's just a good example. He speaks the truth, but he does it in a way that gives her an opportunity to find the life um, that God wanted to give her. Yeah. And again, this is kind of changing the subject a little bit, but let's go to the tax collector, Matthew, where he was willing to sit down with Matthew. Matthew was looked down upon because he was a tax collector, but Jesus didn't care who you were. Jesus cared that you would come to know him in the name of the Father. That's what he cared about. And so he he went to the depths, to the poorest, to the loneliest, to the outcast if you will and was willing to extend them a hand to say come come walk with me come be a disciple come just come follow me because i've got the answers that you need he looked for the hungry and the hungry came in all different forms i mean in some ways the tax collector he may have looked like he had it together he certainly probably looked a lot different than the woman at the well as far as his life goes but he was hungry because he was still an outcast by a lot of society because they looked down on the tax collectors but the common theme there that i see is is hunger and i was talking with um, another follower of the lord uh here today about the need for hunger. If there's no hunger, there's just not a lot the Lord can do with us. But if there's hunger, watch out. 
I mean, there's just nothing that he can't can't do. And so it's just so important that when we come to the Lord, kind of reversing it here and looking at our approach to him, it, it's so important that we come hungry. And if we come hungry, oh, there's there's a lot he can do. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this too. You know, Jesus Jesus has the plan that we need. Um, Jesus created us for a purpose, and that was to for relationship, not only with him, but with each other. But when you think about just about the relationship and just Jesus, he, he lays out the plan and he puts a, the hunger in your heart for him and all these type things. But but at the end of the day, you know, one one thing Jesus didn't back down from was the will he was doing of the Father. He walked that out to the letter. And and what I'm what I'm getting at here is is you don't bring you, you don't change your agenda. Now let me back up here. You, you follow Jesus' agenda to the letter. You don't you don't bring your agenda to Jesus' walk, if you will. And um, it's just so important because, you know, over and over in our lives, we're, we're constantly being changed and constantly being freed from sin and the things that we drag around because of Jesus. He is constantly changing us more and more like him. And that's the goal here. But in our world today, we want, we want Jesus to change like us. And it's just not going to happen. It didn't happen back then, and it's not going to happen today. It's his agenda, but you're going to have freedom, you're going to have love, and you've got a reward waiting that you can't even stick in your mind. Yeah, again, when we make our relationship with him first, what it does is it frees us up to have genuine relationship with one another. Because when I have real relationship with him, my identity is in him, and I'm not looking for certain things from from you that I can really only get from him. But when we don't make him our primary relationship, when we don't find our identity in him, all of a sudden, instead of, of being free to speak life into uh, you or whoever I'm with, all of a sudden I'm concerned about whether or not uh, you're going to like me or whether or not I can get certain, you know, needs or desires met, you know, through you, which we all struggle with anyway. But when we're not making Jesus that primary relationship, it really hinders the depth of real relationship that that we can have. Because the beauty of our relationship with Jesus is that he doesn't need us. And because of that, he's able to just freely give to us in in such a a purely loving way. Because there's nothing that he needs from us. But there are things he desires from us, and that's how he's able to genuinely love us and show us how to genuinely love other people. Yeah, it's, again, it's you're right on. And what I'm thinking about is how we try to please other people. We, we try to please them and appease them, but, it, but it's not changing their heart. 
And that's one thing Jesus didn't do. He was not a people pleaser. And one thing I think we need to remember is you're made for a purpose. You exactly are made for a purpose, not the guy that you're trying to portray. God's got a plan for your life, and he wants to work through that. And, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is, is just about the rich young ruler. And he came to Jesus and said, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And what did he tell him? Sell everything you have. Well, he was very rich. He didn't want to give it up. But what was con- what consumed his heart? Money. And Jesus could see right through it. And-, and that's all of us. We've all got something consuming our heart, and it's separating us from the Lord. And-, and that's constantly what Jesus is trying to get out of us, whatever consumes our heart. And just pick something because there's all kinds of God in the good old U.S. of A. Sometimes people misunderstand the role of the church and the people in the church as being salespeople, as if the the goal of the church is to sell Jesus to people, or, or my goal is to sell Jesus to people. But sales is all about uh, this, you know, give and take, where I'm giving you something in order to get something. But again, that's not what God's doing because he doesn't need anything from us. He's doing it purely from a, a love point of view that we can hardly understand because we're so needy. But the beauty is, is that when we really come to grasp that love that he has for us and really receive it and, and really, again, find our identity in him, it frees us up to really be his vessels and to then share that with other people. We're not selling anything to them. All we're doing is sharing something that that we've been shown, and it's an offer. It's an offer, not in the form of, you know, making an offer, I'll buy this, but it's an offer of uh, this This is a, a gift to you, <laughs> But the, you know, of course, the odd thing is it'll cost you everything. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to touch on here, uh, that it, 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 it has always just really consumed me of just the love Jesus has in his heart. But up until the crucifixion, he let Judas Scarlet walk with him. He never turned from him. But right before... He got ready to be crucified. He and and he never shunned him. And I, I you know, you just got to wonder: was there hope in Jesus' heart that he would turn? Would he, you know, um, just repent of his sins and, and embrace Jesus? You know, um, the sad truth of it is he didn't. But Jesus never shunned him. He never, you know, he just let he washed his feet. He, you know, when you just think about that and. Again, the character of Jesus is he's not here to please you. He's here to, to lead you in, in the ways of the Father and, and have you walk in freedom with him. But if you want to do your own agenda, that, that's your, your prerogative, I guess. And Scripture makes it clear that Jesus knew what Judas was going to do. But because he was getting all of his needs met through the Father, he had freedom to do what the Father was asking. And that's the kind of freedom that we can walk in 
that it's hard for us to understand because many times if I think that I'm going to maybe pour into someone and then they're in the end just going to toss it out the window, I don't want to do it. But if I'm getting all my needs met through the Lord, what's the matter? I just need to do what the Lord asked me to do. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And again, you know, our our own weak flesh, if you will, we're we're <laughs> we're we're always needy, I guess. But but if we will truly seek the Lord, he he will replenish and he will give us what we need, and we don't have to turn to to something like that to be exhausted and to come up empty-handed because he will take care of those things for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, I mean, it's hard for us to understand because we're, we're always thinking about what we're going to get out of this and what it's going to cost us and so on. But to live in such a freedom that, you know, God's going to provide and he's going to, um, just give everything that you need. It's just so hard for us to even imagine, but that's, that's literally what the Lord offers us. Seek first the kingdom and everything else would be, will be provided for you. Um, it's just an amazing thing that you can't find anywhere else, but in the Lord. Yeah. And you know, something I'm thinking about as you're talking, Kirk is just, just think about your life and how many times you've given something over to your heart to be disappointed. I mean, there is countless things we've tried to get to say, this is going to fulfill my heart. This is going to be the thing, but yet it failed as well. And over and over and over, Jesus has shown me in that in my life. And I'm just so grateful that he doesn't give up on me. Even when I take off on a rabbit trail per se, He's there waiting. He's there ready to embrace me. He's there saying, that's not going to work, you know, but, but he embraces it. He allows me to repent of what I've done and he takes me right back. And what other God does that? Yeah. And it's so, as you're speaking about that, I'm just reminded that even though I know what you're saying is true, my tendency is to slowly slip into finding my identity into something besides the Lord. Even in ministry, you know, you start looking for certain results in ministry, and if you don't get them, you um, are tempted with discouragement, and then you start, and then once again, the Lord has to remind you, it's it's in Him that we find satisfaction, not even in ministry or, or anything else. And I, we keep we need to keep coming back to that but but thankfully he's he's merciful because i go in and out of that and he keeps uh calling me back to him well one thing i said out of the gate too was god is a protector and the reason sometimes you don't have the things that you don't have is because he's protecting you from them you know you could be taken out by money you could be taken out by material things and you could, I mean, it could really ruin your relationship with the Lord. And so, you know, most of the time, if we'll stop, slow down and think things through and see what God is really doing in our lives, he's also protecting us from things. 
Well, he must really love me because I feel like he protects me from a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you're right. I, I mean, as every time that God has held my heart back from something, later on I've seen that it was his wisdom and he knew what he was doing. Um, but... And again, that just shows when our heart gets locked onto something, it shows that we're not, we may think we're making him first, but we're not. And sometimes God allows those things to come about to show us that our heart isn't actually locked on him first. We're not finding our full identity in him. We're finding it in something else, relationship, possession, position, you know, whatever it is, being known for something. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah, and just stop and think about our world right now with COVID-19. Um, I don't care what church in the country, but they're all seeing a great hit. Nobody can stand back and see a full auditorium right now. And, you know, I, I just find it interesting of what God is up to here because everything as we knew it a year ago is is totally different, you know, from our sports world on down to our churches and but God's got a plan God's still on the throne nothing's changed but we're seeing things different in our own world but but our hope is Jesus I mean nothing's changed there yeah well we pray that you've been uh, encouraged by this time and just uh, just to kind of sum it up that we want to make him uh first in our relationship because the amazing thing is is when we make him priority over all our other relationships what we actually do is we free up those other relationships to go deeper and and to connect in a way that they couldn't have otherwise done but it means really finding our identity in the lord finding the the love that we need just just everything finding it in him and trusting in him for everything that we need. And that's when we find the life um, that we didn't even know existed. It's something beyond what we can even imagine. May you be blessed in the Lord.